Blog Talk Radio. to Blog Talk Radio, that's Vibe Radio Network, and um, everybody that's going to be on Facebook, Vibe Time with Jerry, and live wherever else it is, where people share, which we really do appreciate that. Um, Tonight is Paranormal Roundtable. I have David Flowers, Dennis Eslock, and John Savage on, so it's always great to have a good discussion once once a month about different topics dealing with paranormal and um let me see for some reason let me edit the privacy it go I go through this every week wish I knew how to fix it every week I go through this where it says it's public and it's not public so if anybody has an answer on how to fix that that would be great so, put it on public it was put on public Can't get my off on right now. That's on the other foot. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> the show's about foot jobs. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's about uh, foot jobs. Hi, Katrina. How are you? I told y'all we, you never know what we're going to discuss or what happens on Vibe Time. We just don't know. But tonight we have we have Vibe Time with Jerry tonight, but then also we're going to switch over and carry over into um, Ryan Jones' show, the freaking Paranormal Awesome show. So we're running back-to-back shows tonight so y'all don't have to, like, switch over because Ryan's just going to join StreamYard when he gets the chance to join StreamYard. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be by nine o'clock. <laughs> yes. So, before we get started, anybody have events they want to talk about? Dennis. Anybody have events you want to talk about? Events, events, upcoming events. We know to go to John Stevens' page, but you know. Well, I mean that's first and foremost. It's obviously go to Paranormal Events Virginia. Um, our Virginia paranormal events. But, you know, obviously we have November 19th coming up at Pamplin Park again. Um, and I, I want to stress it. And I, I don't think it can be stressed enough. All proceeds from that event go to the park. 
my team and the other teams that are backing me, like FPRI, Covert, uh, Twisted. Hey, John Stevens. I've got, I think there's four or five different teams that are backing me. I've got members of Pandora's Peregrination will be there as well. Um, and I think I've got GI Paranormal's going to have a person or two there. But all, all of us are just donating our time to help out, make sure that this event goes off without a hitch, and all funds go to the park. Now, what is really cool about that is the fact that after the pandemic, all the school kids that used to go to the park no longer go. The foundation that was their main uh, support has drastically cut their uh, funding. So the park is struggling. I mean, they went from 19 full-time staff pre-pandemic to I think they're down to eight, maybe 10 right now. 424 acres with three groundskeepers. So they are definitely struggling. So all the money that we raise from the event is going to the park. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Melissa. Mr. Stevens. Hi, sir. Hey, Kimberly. Hey. Kimberly, yeah. How many more tickets do you have left? That I cannot tell you right now. Um, I do know when I spoke to um, Chris Banchero on Friday, we had 24 tickets sold. Um, so if we sold more over the weekend, I do not know. They are in charge of all the tickets. Okay. Um, up until this event, I had been running them through my event, right? Then I get a tax bill for anything over $600 now, mm -hmm. thanks to our wonderful Democratic government. So I refuse to do um, hey, any, any event sales like that, unless it's a personal, you know, like cabin on 360, I do ours still. But otherwise, I get the tax bill from all those uh, events and everything. Hey, Austin. Hey, there, Austin. Hey, Melissa. But hey, my my expectation is, uh, given that we're already, you know, 30% sold, this event will sell out. Uh, we've got a maximum of 60 tickets available. Um, you know, my plan is to do five, maybe even six rotations if we can figure out the scheduling well enough. Mm -hmm. The place is certainly large enough. I mean, we've got two pre-Civil War homes that both had families in them during battles in their yard. Uh, Tudor Hall, or the Tudor House Boiseau family home, was actually occupied by the Union for a period of time. Uh, you know, plus we've got the battlefield itself the breakthrough line that was the final defenses for Richmond. Um, and when that was broke, two days later is when they burned Richmond and fled. And five days later is when they uh, signed the um, wrongful documents at Appomattox Courthouse. <laughs> I don't like to say surrender because that means we gave up. They gave a hell of a valiant fight, we'll put it that way. Well, it's always a good place to investigate. I mean, just with my last, I think I've been there twice. That's the first event I ever went to that I met you at. Um, and it's a very active place. I mean, if, if you can get out there, you can get out there. 
it's it's worth it. Yeah, it, it's yep. definitely an active mm -hmm. location. Well um, worth it. And it's huge. Yeah, I mean, between shadow figures and some of the EVPs that we've captured, um, you know, it was featured on Portals to Hell, and Jack Osborne even said it's a 10 out of 10 on the Woogie Boogie scale, so. Mm -hmm. Whoa! Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> You know, which that and you know, at dollar fifty-eight, I could get a cup of coffee. Yeah. It'd be a small cup, though. Um, well, the refill cup that I carry is thirty ounce, and it's a dollar fifty-eight. Ah, uh, okay. Hello, Lucy. How are you? Had a blast at the cabin on three sixty. Still consider it one of the craziest places I've ever been. That's from Austin Williams. Austin William Engel, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Austin and his crew they were at the manor house on Friday night. Great group of kids. Great group of people there. Yeah. And in case y'all don't in case y'all don't know their team, it's Forgotten Explorations. So if you haven't went and liked their page page, please do. Yeah, they're like mid thirties, so if that gives you any indi any indication, David was there was going to call them kids. <laughs> he just gave his age up. You know, <laughs> they are young enough to be my kids. <laughs> exactly, they're still youngins. Yeah, really, really, really good group there. We're looking forward to their um, their episodes that they have coming out. That yeah. one, I think one of them is going to feature the cabin on 360, and then one of them is going to feature the um, manor house too. So, yeah. I think they did yeah. the boxwood in. So all that is going to be featured in their upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to post that to um, Vibe Time and our pages so that y'all can see that because it's going to be really cool when it comes out. I'm anxious to see it. So aside from that, we have what else do we have at the cabin? See, this is where I suck the look at my phone. <laughs> Hi, Eve. Hey, Eve. Um, their uh, name, again, Lucy, is Forgotten Explorations. I'm not even going to bother trying to look at my phone. There's so much on the calendar because of the team bookings. They range so. from 23 to 24 years old. Hey, John. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll be polite, Austin. I like you, so I'll be polite. Wow. Wow. Hi, Hey, Austin, how'd it go at the uh, Boxwood? I'm sure he'll... Put in the comments. We gotta have them on our show too. Yeah. That would be cool. I I had an itch, Austin. I was, I was just scratching the itch. It's probably just old age. <laughs> oh man. So uh -oh. our topics. Anybody that wants to call in, you're more than welcome to um, call into the switchboard. I should have mentioned that, and I forgot. I apologize. If you want to call into the switchboard, 
The number is 516-387-1922. If you have any questions or you want to come on, all you got to do is dial. When you dial into the switchboard, you just hit the number one, and that way it raises your hand, and we know that you have a question or we know that you want to come on. Um, so you're more than welcome to do that. And if you need me to send you a StreamYard link, we can do that as well. Um, that's fine because it is paranormal roundtable discussion. So you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to do that. No problem at all. And um, then we'll move into other topics at nine o'clock because I think Brian wants to touch more on the cabin and yeah. Melissa this evening, if I remember right. Yes, so. I'm sure he does. Today is October fourth, which mm -hmm. is right the forty. 43rd anniversary of uh, Melissa Carol yeah. Elliott's murder. Yeah. Um, so on a different note, I am going to go ahead. I want to throw a topic out here and see what your guys' take is. Um, SLS cameras, the Connect system, be it a, a Connect 360 or the V2, which are the ones that I built. I had a message the other night. young lady said, well, I was in an area and I had like five or six figures uh, all popped up on the SLS. Could it be false imaging? Yes, it very well could be. One thing you need to understand with those, and one of her questions was like the um, a fan on a post, you know, the oscillating fans. Um, that camera is designed to see figures. Be it you, be it a door jam, be it the fan on a post. So you have to be able to see your surroundings to know what that that camera and all of the dots that it's putting out is actually looking at. Now, if you have a column in the middle of a room and all of a sudden it maps a figure in at that, take a few steps left and right and then turn back to that column. See if it does the same thing. It may or may not. There may be something there. There may not be something there. But they're fairly notorious for false positives, and especially if you're moving it around. Keep in mind, those are designed for a game system. So it's designed for that camera to be stationary. You moving, not the camera moving and looking at everything. One, the process time on them is kind of slow. Even the new version is a little slow. And two, it's not designed to be moving around. They will still work, but you're going to get more false positives that way. So just pay attention to those things. Yeah, I mean, when I use mine, I've noticed at the beginning it would capture a stick figure on curtains, chairs, any type of fabrics, um, door jams were really good at giving us a false positive. Um, chairs, you have to be aware of your environment. Yeah, yeah. don't, yeah, don't that's just that's, assume exactly. that, oh my God, it popped up a figure, there's someone there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like any other paranormal tool. You take what it says and then try to disprove it. Can't disprove it, then yeah. And, and this is where you know where learning your gear and understanding how it works comes into play. I mean, if you've got someone who just bought the 
images, false positive, and they're going to think, hey, this is something paranormal, and they're going to post it and, and everything else. That's why I tell people, when you get the gear, wait, don't try it out for a month. Try different experiments. Go outside. Go in the backyard. You know, go in the, in the spare bedroom, basement, and see what results you get. Learn how the machine works. And then take it out on an investigation. And even then, you know, be cautious. Yeah, exactly. If in your own home, the same column or the same post or the same door jam pops a figure every single time, now you know you're getting a false yeah. positive. And you have a little better understanding of how that device is working. So you don't look kind of foolish when you go, oh my God, I had like you know, 36 figures out there. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you didn't. I mean, the ones I've seen flipping on TikTok is, um, oh, they have it focusing on a bed, and they have a stick figure laying on one side of the bed, and then you can, there's another stick figure on the other side of the bed trying to fall into, into the bed. It's like, come on. Was this in the pink pearl at the cabin on 360? <laughs> <laughs> John Stevens, were you at the cabin lately? Did you post a SOS from? If we did, he posted. He posted it. He posted himself on the pole. <laughs> oh, that could be taken to so many ways. I know it can, but you know what I'm talking about. God. Anytime I think of the pink pearl, I immediately think of John Stevens in the lamppost. I cannot help it. Wow. <laughs> I don't even think John Stevens is still on here. <laughs> oh, well, that would suck. I think he's hiding Hi, now. Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Wow. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think with the SLS, I mean, if it's used correctly and you have the correct documentation, I think it's... It is a useful tool. Oh, gosh, he is. Certain conditions, certain uh, circumstances. And again, like you were saying before, um, it's not designed to be moved around. It's designed to be a stationary device. Yeah. Um, So I just got a text from Sandra Dye. Um, She's asking me, this November 5th, the day that we're placing flags. And since November 11th is Veterans Day, I don't want to place them on the 12th, which is after Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And so we have decided this year that the weekend before will be flag placing. So that is November 5th. Now we'll be back at um, Woodland Cemetery. Um, we've got approximately 280 flags to place. Um, so for those that don't know, my team and, and others get together each year, twice a year, Veterans Day, Memorial Day. And yes, I know. They're for military and different purposes, but we don't know who died during battle or who died after battle. We can't research 280-plus uh, veterans. So we honor the veterans, period. If they have a military uh, headstone, they get a flag. And 
those that don't know, um, Veterans Day is for veterans, and Memorial Day is for those that died in combat or while enlisted. So, yes, I do know the difference in them, but we honor them all on, this, on both days anyway because we don't know their status. But we'll be at Woodland Cemetery. Uh, I think we've got it set for 10 a.m. Um, come on out, join us. I'll provide water. Um, we do a prayer prior to uh, beginning to place flags. Um, we typically do the prayer around what we call the stack. There's about 40, 40 to 50 headstones that are stacked up behind the administrative building, um, the church, if you will, at the cemetery. Before the last company went default, they had ordered all these veterans' headstones, and then they ended up just stacked up behind the building. So we don't know exactly where those headstones belong. So we do prayer around them. I place a new flag with those headstones, and then we disperse through the cemetery to go place the rest of the flags. So there you go. Cool. I'll be there. I won't. I've got, I'll be on lockdown. You're not going to get to see you fall in a mossy grave this time. I'm not. I'm not going to get to see you fall in a mossy grave. Yeah, well, there is that risk. Yeah. Um, and so, John Stevens, I've had seasoned investigators tell me that the SLS is crap. They say that they can't trust it and don't trust when other people post things. I totally disagree with them. They can't just throw it all out because they had false positives. Ballot point. You have to look at each and every case individually on its own merit, and you have to look at that operator and how experienced they are. If they've had the SLS camera for two days, that means shit. Yeah. If they've had it for two years, or in the case like myself, I build them, I fully understand how that thing works. Um, if I tell you there is something there, you can pretty much rest assured there is something there. Additionally, if you see a stick figure walk across the damn room, it's a pretty good indicator that it picked up something that wasn't a post. Exactly. And as you said, you know, it comes down to experience and also their protocol that they use. Right. Now, if I ask it to wave its right arm and all of a sudden you see a stick figure does this, that's a pretty good indicator. If I go, hey, yeah. can you raise your left arm and wave at me? And it does the other side. A, you've got a fantastic piece of evidence. You've got a very willing participant that's an intelligent spirit. Enjoy that one. But there are so many variables, too, that, and well, just like a K2 meter, if you slightly bump a K2 or you jostle it in your hand firmly enough, it will trigger also. Yeah. Um, you know, if there is somebody with their cell phone that, like mine, randomly pulls my email, and they hit that RF frequency as it pulls yeah. emails, if they don't have their phone, their uh, cell phone on airplane mode, they're going to trigger a K2. So take every investigation, take every bit of an investigative knowledge you have, and take the evidence with a grain of salt until you can go back through and debunk. If you can't find a logical reason for it, it's a good 
possibility it's paranormal. Right. And that's also where peer review comes into play, too. Yes. You know, have someone outside that's not tied into an investigation looking at the evidence, because they might see something that we've missed. On that aspect, be careful who you have do review on it. If you just put it out there for God and country, look, I've got EVPs that leave my jaw hanging. I know what I've captured. And I've had people go, oh, it it was a boat on the river, or, you know, maybe somebody nearby had a radio play. No boat on the river is playing Negro spirituals from the 1860s. It's just not going to happen. And they're not going to be singing right in the building that I'm in. But you're always going to have naysayers. Don't let them beat you down. Let them have their say and just shake it off. Have people that you know and have a good relationship with to review your evidence. That's what I tell people. How do y'all feel about? Because. <laughs> How do y'all feel about alcohol and investigations? I mean, I, I kind of know how y'all feel, but can we talk about that? Because. Nope. That's an automatic window. Had people or seen people come to events and they're under the influence of alcohol or even drugs for that matter. Uh, one of the. One of the standing rules at Cabin is, now, if you've rented the property and you're doing it yourself, that's your business. If you're at one of our public events and I detect that you're under the influence of anything, I'm going to ask you to leave. It's that simple. Um, But if you've rented the location and you're doing it yourself, as long as you aren't being a complete asshole, that's your business. That's that's my two cents on it. Do I think it's a good idea? No. But I'm not the hall monitor. It's not my job to make sure that you do everything safe and, and intelligently. Unless I am hosting the event, in which case, yeah, we're going to play different rules. Yeah. No. My, my rules are zero tolerance both ways. Yeah. And that is... Just, I guess I've never understood the why people had the need to drink or, you know, come to an event under the influence or I don't know why is it why I guess why is it so necessary because I, I like to be in control of my my environment. Hey, let's go to the manor house and check out the ghost hunt. 
meanwhile, John Doe's sitting there going, oh, shit. All right, I'm in. It may not yeah. be that he's an asshole. It's just, you know, they threw it on him last night. Yeah. However, the dude that walks up going, hey, y'all, let's kick this down and see what happens. No, you need to be on your way. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we have run across a few people on the tours that have partook. And only one time I've had to actually ask somebody to leave. They were just way too stupid. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I wasn't even drinking, so. <laughs> <laughs> Gene says they want to drink because they want to calm their nerves before going to a haunted place. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much that could go wrong. One, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. When you are drinking, you lower your guard. That makes it that much easier for a potential negative spirit to attach to you. And next thing you know, you're calling one of us the next day going, oh shit, I think something followed us home. What do we do? Well, um, yeah. And two, keep in mind, if you're under the influence, you're wandering around in the dark, the potential of you falling, hurting yourself, breaking something, falling into other people's property, possessions, and everything else is far too great. Just don't do it. It's yeah. a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's plenty of time after the investigation is over with. Yeah. <laughs> Jeannie says they see it as a um, as a hangout and not a serious investigation. Yeah, yeah there's that liability. Yeah. Something that I don't want to hit here. Here we go. Don't want to hit that button. I know, right? Oh, okay, so John Stevens said that his idea for a show in the future would be each one of us bring like three or four, three or more EVPs in format that the audience can hear. Prefaced with the setting, I love hearing what people have captured, no matter how simple or short it is. Well, so I have the voice button. If I can figure out how to comment on the StreamYard, I'll just throw it on the. Austin wanted to know um, what was our first investigations that we did. Mine was at Pamplin Park, as far as an investigation for me. So, Mr. Stevens, go check that one out and tell me what you think. There's actually several um, on my SoundCloud that I think you'll find quite interesting. But this is one that I've talked about. I think I captured it like five years ago. Um, Well, seven years ago. But it was a fantastic EVP. Just, I mean, it left me speechless, and that was one of the ones that I was talking about. My, my first investigation was an old abandoned farmhouse in the Texas Panhandle. 
my very first one would have been the Mountain Theater in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, I don't know what my first actual investigation was. I know my first EVP session that we didn't even know it was called that at the time. I was like 10 or 12 years old and took my old, you know, the walk lopsided ghetto blaster out into the cemetery, <laughs> um, captured somebody whistling a tune. Cool. So, given that I was 10 or 12 years old, and before you say it, Austin, yeah, <laughs> long before you were born. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob Willer said his was his first investigation was at the cabin on 316. Oh uh, yeah, and Jacob got trial by fire for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first one was in That place scares the shit out of them. (laughs) The cabin? Nah. It's harmless. Not the cabin. I mean, mean, aside from the fact that there's, uh, I've drawn my weapon three times on full-bodied apparitions, one standing at my feet, um, while I slept. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a freaky place. Be freaky. So, um, another piece of gear I think I want to talk about right quick: the GS2 grid. Any one of you guys have it? What's your opinion? I had to send mine in for repair, so I've had mine back what now? About a week, two weeks, maybe. Yeah, I didn't realize mine was mine was not working properly until John Stevens came out and his grid was, act, you know, acting differently than mine. And he was like, "Hey, yours isn't working right. You need to send it back out." So I sent it off. They fixed it and sent it back. Um, I mean, so far using it, I've used it like only a couple times. I like it, but I've only used it a couple times. So I. I've only set it up a couple times. So what was yours doing that wasn't right? Um, the centerpiece where it's supposed to show the shape of the uh, apparition yeah, was not working yeah, at all. Yeah. Uh, the distance um, part of it, it wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. It, where it maps, uh, supposedly maps out as your, what, whatever the apparition is moving, mm-hmm. that, that wasn't working. Yeah. That, that's the part I think is cool about it. I'm not I'm not too keen on the actual grid part of it. Yeah, see, from what I can tell, anyway, it works to about five, maybe six feet out, and that's about it as far as mapping in anything or showing the movement on the top grid. Now, unless mine's just not acting right, which I guess it's possible. Um, but I was looking, was it last 
weekend or weekend before last. When we did the event at the cabin, I was looking at somebody else's that was in place, and their whole grid was blue. Hmm. Mine has never gone blue. The grid in the middle, yeah, that's always been red. It's never shown me blue. Oh, I didn't even know the damn thing lit up in blue. Yeah, it's supposed to, so you might want to tell them. Yeah. I mean, they're really, they're really good about repairing. I mean, they're really yeah. good about if you if you call them or I sent him an email, and, I mean, when I called him, they wanted, like, a really short video just to see what was going on with it. And, I mean, they were really nice about sending, you know, the label and getting the ship in, getting it fixed. They were really good about it. I'm not, I can't complain about that. But it should yeah. show blue, too. Yeah, when when Jerry got hers back, we set it up at, in the doorway of the round table room. Yeah, and it the the distance was fine. It, it went all the way across the hall, and I was up across the hall moving, and it it mapped me. Okay. Yeah, mine certainly sure. seems to show mapping for about six feet out. Yeah, I would ca- I would call him because he's pretty nice about sending the labels shipping labels to you right i mean they sent everything to me right then and there as soon as i sent the video in i called them first and then they were they just said hey just you know send us a short video of what's going on and as soon as i sent it he's like oh no that's not right and they sent me a shipping label i had it sent you know sent back out sent out to them that day and i mean they were pretty cool about it and i see john stevenson's battery on his has short life and I, I can't complain about the battery life on mine. I set it up when we were out at the Missouri State Pen. Mm-hmm. God, I'll bet mine sat there for four or five hours mm-hmm. and was still going strong when I shut it down at the end of the night. Now, does that do any, like, data logging? No, it, it has no logging. So, you know, unless you're setting up a video camera back behind it, yeah. And other instrumentation. It's only a visual. Yeah. So I do recommend, you know, and that's a good point, too. Um, you know, John, I, I know you love the idea of data logging on everything. You know, what was the environment like at that moment? Yeah. What's the electrical field doing? What's the weather doing? Um, and I, I think those are wonderful, and I'd love to have a couple of EDIs so I can do that and set them with that grid, because I'd love to see what it's actually monitoring. Yeah. But unfortunately, so many people don't track any of the variables environmentally. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest pet peeve is, you know, the plug-and-play type folks. Just buy the equipment, just play. Oh, look, something happened. Well, you can talk about it, but unless you captured it on your phone or some sort of video recording device, you know, how can I validate what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Cool story, bro. Tell it again. Like we tell them all the time, a cool story is a cool story, but you can't consider it evidence. That's why you record everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've set our body cameras up behind the grid, too. I mean, we've done that just in case. But I haven't I haven't um used mine enough to to really to say much. I mean so far I like it, but I gotta so use it. Let more. me ask you this, since you guys obviously 
mean, is it worth is it worth bang for the buck? Is it a vital piece, or would it help the investigation? I don't know that anything we have other than voice reporters are vital. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. voice recorders and video recorders, those are the only two vital yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it, would it help the investigation? As long um, as you have a recording device on it so you can capture whatever As long as you can back it up, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's, a, it's cool in the fact that you can leave it alone and go yeah. work in a different area, go outside for a smoke yeah. break or go get a coffee or whatever. And it can still do it. Thank you, Tracy. Um, you know, I watched um, Bel Air House. I watched one do some shit that, mm-hmm. you know, I had four or five EMF meters set out, and I watched them go off right down the line, and then it got in line of the grid, and I watched that GS2 go off, and I watched a figure move across that was at the same rhythm it had come down my line of EMF meters. Okay. And it was a blue figure came across the, the grid screen. I'm like, I, I can't refute it. I mean, right. if it hit five EMF meters and then came across in front of that grid and I watched the grid blocks light up across and I watched the top sweep move, I can't refute it. It obviously picked up something, as did the others. Again, you know, like Ronnie said, without proof, it's just a really good ghost story. Right. But I mean, we weren't we weren't doing a full on, you know. I hate to say it, we were there just kind of checking the place out, thrill right. seeking, not so much doing an in depth investigation. Right. I mean, is it designed just for? Inside a building, or can you take it outside, let's say in a backyard, or let's say in the woods? You know, will it pick up um, like bugs, mosquitoes, moths, or anything flying with it? Well, I set mine up back in the woods at the cabin. Right. Um, I think, and this is where I'm kind of wondering did it actually do what it's supposed to do? It didn't have anything to send back to sonar. Because it works off sonar, by the way. Okay. Um, I think. I think that's what it works off of. It has a sender and a receiver. But if there's nothing to bounce it back to it, then it's obviously not going to pick up anything. Right. But it did trigger something close to it. Um, you know, John Stevens says it's mm-hmm. just to not sit on the floor and also that it works best indoors. Yeah. Which I put mine on a uh, 12-inch uh, tripod. I don't have it here; it's out in the truck still. But uh, the little case that it comes with is very nice case, mm-hmm. hard side case, uh, cut foam pocket, and there's room. And you'll like this, Jerry. I cut a pocket on the left side of the GS2, and that's mm-hmm. where my body cam fits. Oh, nice. And then I cut another pocket on the right side, and that's where I put a uh, shorty tripod. Oh, nice. Okay. So everything is right there together. Uh, it does work well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes with a nice charger too. Comes with the tripod charger, or mine did. I think I got that extra in there, didn't? I think you could get that extra. They had some type of special running 
where I got the tripod, the case, just everything. Uh, I just got a case. Yeah. And the tripod with it. I had to provide my own tripod. Yeah. They just, I, when they ran the special, I just ran with the special. And Tracy Ann, no, I don't call it a tripod. I call it my kickstand. It's when I roll over, it stops me from falling off the bed. Here we go. And this is where the show goes to hell in a handbasket. Somebody threw a little bit of dirty fodder out there and then gobbled it up like a damn goose going after bread. It's always got to be that one person. I was running a pretty good PG show. Yeah. And then you invited me. Uh, yeah, well, no. Oh, Tracy Hansen, she removed that comment. It's still here. I still see it. You um, still see it, Tracy Ann. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and like Ronnie, man, I'd love to have an EDI. I'd love to have a few of them, but good God. There's, there's so much money in that shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, the gear cases I'm toting around now, I've easily got $5,000 or more in them. And that's not even all of my gear. Yeah. That's just what I take you know, in general. Yeah. But over the years, too, I've developed... Video cameras. I don't see all the expensive, or I don't have all the expensive video cameras. Um, I have some older ones. Why? Because they have internal hard drive. They work well, and I'm not out a ton of money if it gets kicked over in the middle of the night. Yep. Um, you know, Ryan, I love him to death, but. Sometimes I think he walks with his head in the clouds. We were doing a bar up in Ashland, and I set my little laser grid on a tripod. And I'm talking about a plug-in laser grid. It had red and green lights. Ryan kicked it twice. <laughs> Same night. I'm like, Ryan, what the... Well, I'm not looking down, man. Like, Holy fuck, it's projecting lights all over the room, bro. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, you got Memorex. I want Sony. 
gunshot, we know what happened. <laughs> I found an old, gosh, I have a tape recorder with, with the, um, where you still have to pop in the little, what do you call it, thingy, you know what I'm talking about? Can't even think of the name of it now. Cassette? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I still have that. John Savage, you got Cody that thanks you for inviting him. No problem, buddy. Glad you made it. Tracy and I'm cheap, and I didn't want to win the raffle cassette. Cheese and Elizabeth. Gosh. No, John, we are not talking about that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I can't wait for that shirt to come in. I'm waiting on mine, too. And I think Ronnie even ordered one. Oh, I ordered one. Cool. Yeah. But you're only 53? Why are you squinting? Who? I'm trying to see the damn screen. collection so when I go take my friend to the VA for his MRI appointments it just scares the shit out of the nursing staff. I'm doing it for a reason because they're assholes. 
out there. Some of them. Yeah, well, I think that's part of their job description. Yeah. Yeah. Or some of them believe it's their job description yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, eight minutes left. Eight whole minutes. Then we move into Ryan. So I'm going to ask this. Mr. Flowers, what's your thought on these? Snap lights. Snap lights? They have a whole box of them. These things are one of the best devices. I keep six of them in my case at all times. Yeah. Um, and half the time, that's the, you know, that's the majority of the light that I'll use throughout the whole night. One, spirit can't drain it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. if I'm in a long hallway, I don't want to throw my flashlight down the hallway, but I'll throw a glow stick down the hallway, and anything between me and that glow stick that moves, I can now see it. I just think they're wonderful. And yeah. you see so few investigators carry them. Mm -hmm. But why not? I mean, that's a good point. Well, you know what? I never thought to carry. I never thought to carry. No. Not never thought to. And I guess that's the whole point of having some of our discussions because yeah. some people don't know to carry, and that's a good idea. I mean, I just think tagging him on like a yeah. David, it's the ordering. That's a really good. Yeah, thing. wouldn't have thought about it. I'm going to put the. If you look at that link, you'll see it says smiled at Amazon.com. Go into your Amazon. I know everybody here has an Amazon. Look for the Smile program and select Henrikus Historical Park. Every time you make a purchase through smile.amazon.com, they make a donation to the park. Oh, cool. It's not, it's not huge money, but it's something that can help. And I'm trying to get Pamplin Park to set up uh, their charitable, I don't know what paperwork is involved with Smile Amazon also, but. It's a great way to do a little background stuff and, you know, things like the glow sticks and batteries and shit like that, and it makes a little contribution back to the park to help them. Well, that's a good idea. And one of the things that we're supposed to be in this book for in the first place is to help people in places. Exactly. Um, so that's why my team... Our crop specializes. I mean, I, I don't want to say we were the first ones to start doing charity events at locations, but nobody else was doing events to give back to the park right. when we were doing it. Hmm. So the shelf life on them, these things are probably a one-year shelf life is my guess. Some of them are a little more, some of them are a little less. Mm -hmm. um, you know, John, brilliant idea, add some to your case. They're, they're wonderful. Um, 
you know, this one, I can waste this one because I'm not all that happy. <laughs> kill my light here. So now the only light that's coming is the little mini fridge back here with all my sodas in it. Yes, I know. I'm a fat kid and I shouldn't have soda. And my monitor. That's all the light you need. I'll throw it back here in the back behind me. Right. Oh, well, of course, the son of a bitch went right under the door. <laughs> <laughs> you still see it, though. So you can see the amount of light that it puts off on the door. And then it'll put that light out maybe 30 to 40 minutes, an hour, and then it's going to start dimming down because the chemical reaction is no longer as hot. Right. But then you have light. Do you find one color affects your eyes more than another? I truly like the green. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the green ones I have are, are super bright. The ones that I posted there are super bright. Um, but, Kimmy, you can try them. I mean, eight years old or more doesn't really matter. They haven't been snapped, so those chemicals haven't combined. Yeah. So they should still work. Technically, um, but I don't know. But crack one open. Yeah. Really? Crack it open. And here's another cool thing. The six-inch ones, like the one I just threw back behind me, they're a blast if you're out in the backyard with the kids and playing tag with them. Cool. Yeah, glow sticks are fun. You know, until you smack somebody in the gripe with it. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, can you dodge a glue stick? <laughs> Especially if you can modify it with a uh, Nerf gun. Yeah. That's true. But, oh, my goodness. Didn't think about that. And there's a... Um, yeah, now, see, Ronnie, I have the light-up dowsing rods. You've seen them. I love those. Those little tiny ones that go on the end, fishing rod tip and everything, those are cool too. That's a good idea for the dowsing rods. Yeah. Um, what the hell I was going to say? I jumped on Ronnie's comment. <laughs> Way to go. That's a good but, idea. Yeah, instead of... Uh, Instead of using them for investigating these little cheapies that don't work so well. Hey, Savage, tell her she didn't sneak real well. We still saw her. Another thought form too. If you take that glow stick, drop it inside of a balloon, and then blow the balloon up, it works wonders because the entire balloon will glow, and then you can watch it for motion. You don't have to have a light set up on it. I've done that for a long time. So the six-inch ones are a little harder to put in a balloon. The 
four-inch works fairly well, um, but you can drop a six-inch into a you know regular like eleven-inch party balloon. Mm -hmm. blow up. Well, well. Let's see the cat drug in. Hello, Ryan. We're talking about party balloons yeah. real quick and um, glow sticks before you get into your section of the show. <laughs> party balloons and glow sticks. Yeah. What kind of crazy conversation am I getting myself into here? It was very professional, so don't turn it dirty. Yeah. Dennis was just explaining um, about how he's used that for years when he puts um, a glow stick into a like a party balloon and he watches it for motion. Yeah, we've done that at the cabin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Ronnie, I know you can buy the balloons with the pull the thing out and the LED inside it lights up. Yeah, those aren't nearly as bright as dropping a glow stick in it. Plus, I had so many other damn things that would not light up. I gave up, just started dropping glow sticks in them. But nice. yeah, you're right. They come in greatly handy. Matter of fact, I think I've still got three or four of those balloons with the little LED light mm -hmm. inside it. You have to pull the little tab out in my gear case. But yeah. the trouble is, most of them keep coming apart. Yeah. Um, so the 32 Ultra Bright that I just posted, Kimmy, um, they're 16.99. Any kind of glow stick? No, he um Dennis posted a link, Austin. In the um in the comments. Um yeah, Austin, the ones that I put in the in the comments seem to work the best for me. They're the brightest damn ones I've ever seen. Um they work great. They last a long time. Um I and like I was saying, the one that I threw back here behind me, that's the Cyulum blank brand. I thought it would be the best because it is the name brand. Yeah, they're just not that impressive. When I used them at Missouri State Penn, um, you know, after the roof was torn off of Housing Unit 4, which is where I got stationed that night, you couldn't go on the second, third, or fourth tier, but I could throw a glow stick up there. And 30 to 45 minutes later, you couldn't even tell there was a damn glow stick up there. The light just wasn't strong enough to tell it anymore. Mm -hmm. Wow. But the green ones that I just shared, they're the ones that we now have at the cabin that we light the trail with for groups. What do you think, Ryan? Right. They do pretty damn good. Yeah, they, they are They are really, but those are like, yeah, those are, those are really good. Some of the ones you use. For ones we've used, I'll go back. I go a week later, and there'll still be a glow to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a super bright glow, but you can tell that that chemical reaction is still occurring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, those are my. Pick get those for the. Yeah, pick a mind to get those for the for the manor house. Yeah, I was trying to click on the link, but it won't let. It won't take me into the Amazon. Um, it won't let. It won't take me into where I want to go get them. Uh, that might be because I pulled it off of the smile that Amazon. 
even when I click on it, I figured that it would have taken yeah. me to that. When I went on the Smile Amazon, I can't. I don't see Henricus. That's what I was sitting here trying to navigate when you was talking about them. But you can see the product under the Smile down Amazon under the link that I shared. Can you I, see the product? No, I'm on uh, right now. I'm directly on Amazon because when I click on the link, I can't. It won't let me do anything. I can't click on the link either in the yeah. comments, but maybe if you copy and paste it onto a new page, it will, it will show up. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do because I wanted to make sure that Henrikus got its donation. See, it, it doesn't give a damn name on them. It just tells you 32 ultra-bright, 6-inch large green glow sticks. Yeah. But the yeah. ones that I'm pulling up on that one is just... Um, multiple colors, and I don't want multiple colors. Minus 6%, though. Huh? It's, uh, it's minus, minus 6%, so you get, instead of 16, $17.99, you get 16, you get them for $16.99, 32 ultra-bright glow sticks. Um, large green glow sticks. That's what I typed in, large green, and all that comes up is the multicolor. I just, I just copied and pasted the, pasted the link that Dennis put on there. But I don't think anything about Henricus. Yeah, that's... Well, Henricus, you have to go into Amazon itself. Okay. Uh, um, when you set up your Smile account. Um, okay. So you're going to go from your Prime, then you go into... I think it was on the very bottom of the page for Amazon. You'll see the smile link. Okay. Um, or you can do somewhere up in in the upper portion. I don't remember exactly where I found the smile section. But that was how I got hooked up with the smile.com. Gotcha. And Thanks. See, I like the way you think, Kenny. Let's all book a trip to uh, Pripyat, Russia. We can all glow in the dark. Thank you. <laughs> oh, if I get it today, it'll be a day before my birthday. It'll arrive. Oh, yeah. And you can shove those in your cake. How many you order in 70 this year? <laughs> See if your senile old ass can blow the candles out. <laughs> you know what? This isn't working. <laughs> oh my god! I'd be that careful lifting your leg that high. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Talk to the socks. Talk to the socks. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine lifting my leg up that high. I'm good. Ryan, let's get on. No, keep, it, keep it professional here. Yeah. <laughs> if David, if David stopped real. laughing, I would stop. But he's just—he has to get you. Blame David. Yeah, damn young pup. Blame somebody. You don't think I do this shit all on my own, do you? <laughs> 
It's a redhead's boat. There's something inherently wrong with me. Yeah, we'll, we'll blame Everready there, the copper top. <laughs> Y'all were awful. Yeah, obviously. Would you expect any less? No. <laughs> I mean, collectively here, we, we've got, you know, a huge attitude. Things are bound to go somewhere bad quickly. <laughs> they, go fa- they go south fast. Everybody knows when I... Yes, we are. So at this point, I will leave the show. I will let Ryan do his professional show. And no, you got to stay on the show. We're past that. Past point of no return now. (laughs) I don't don't think I could get any worse.
couple of years later, and uh, we ended up hearing a young girl scream. Like, we went to, we were downstairs in the basement, and we ended up uh, hearing a young woman scream, and it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, we both looked at each other and all, like, holy crap, did you hear that? And like, yeah. And we knew that this was, you know, we had to investigate it more. Um, so, when we go out there, you know, it, she's always on our mind. We try to, to communicate with her and stuff, and we try to try to commemorate her, her uh, passing every year on our anniversary. Uh, I was trying to get, hoping to get her friend to come on and, and talk to us to learn more about her as a person um, so we can connect to her, kind of humanize her. Because um, right now, it's like she feels more of, a, more of like a symbol for the cabin. Oh, we're going to go see Melissa. Or, you know, it's not, we don't really know who she was um, except a few things. Um, so my hope was to have her on and talk about just trying to learn more about her as a person. Um, but unfortunately, she wasn't able to come on here to do that. So um, I just wanted to, you know, commemorate her and uh, ended up going out there today. I met up with uh, Gene Wells and a few other people who were at the cabin. I went over to the rancher with, with um, Gene, and I was sitting in her room. I was in a chair facing the window, and I had my recorder going, and I was looking out the window, and I saw, like, this figure, like, float past the window. It was like a ball, it was like a light, and I was like, well, it's got to be uh, a car or something. So I'm looking out the window. I get, I get up and look out the window, and, and I'm like, what the heck? And we look at the window, and there was nothing there. So I'm like, well, it's got to be a car. Go back and sit down. I'm like, I'm just going to look out the window and see if I see, because I see her, kept hearing cars go by. I did not see another, like, anomaly or anything the whole time. I was there for, like, ten minutes. I did not see it happen again. Yeah. And I'm not sure even uh, a headlight would, would even get past. It would even be in the backyard where I could see it through the window. And then Gene said he felt like he was, he was sitting in the chair next to the closet, and he said he felt like his right leg get heavy, like someone was sitting in his lap or sitting on his knee. And then he saw um, a shadow figure peek into the door and then kind of peek out. So I was, we were only there for like uh, maybe 10 minutes. But, um, you know, we just wanted to come by and say, say hi to her and stuff. And Because I'd, ne I'd never seen anything like that what I saw looking out the window. And I, I don't know if it has anything to do with Melissa or just or just happened to be looking out at the right time, but I'm pretty sure I saw an apparition in the backyard. That wouldn't be the first time either. Um, I mean, you and I forget who else was there that saw the figure walk by the side window. Oh, yeah, it was Kim. Five feet up in the air. Yeah. So. How old was she when she died? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Seventh grade student. Yeah, and we, were, and we were talking like we don't think this was the first time anything happened to her. Um, and I was saying like for some reason Randy thought in his head that it was okay for him to go into her room 
while she was being changed. And it makes me think that he had done it before. It was something he, he had done and something he just used to do. Uh, Melissa just got fed up with it. Um, and I know he said he had, he had done some drugs and stuff, but, you know, I don't know. I just think it's one of those things where it's, he, he, this has happened before. And, uh, of course, I don't know for sure, but it's all speculation, really. Yeah, at this point, pretty much 100% of everything about that day is speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've got EVPs that reference a darker spirit being there that influenced what happened. And, I mean, I'm not taking away from the fact that, you know, Randy committed this atrocity. But what if spirit is able to influence our thoughts and our our mind? And if you're weak enough to be susceptible to it, could it do something like this? I mean, you've you've seen how people are affected by whatever whatever is in the basement. Uh, we're not, and we're not even in there for that long. I mean, but to be subjected to whatever affecting friends of ours who who have who have you know who have been affected like people have been investigating for years, you know, to be subjected to that like constantly. Um, and not knowing that's what it is. At least when people go in there, like us, we, we know that, hey, there is something here. If we start feeling this way, we know to get out. Right. He didn't know that. And he was he was probably just constantly bombarded by these negative ener- by this negative energy. Again, not excusing it for what he did, but right. just saying there's more to the story, I guess. Now, he lives in the basement, right? Well, he had a bedroom upstairs, but according to one of her friends, a young lady that was actually supposed to spend that night at their house, um, he had been spending more and more time in the basement in the months leading up to this incident. Like a man cave thing, I guess. Okay. I'm going to step into the chat real quick. Um, Tracy Ann commented. 30 minutes ago. Can't wait to be there for Pamplin. Y'all are going. Um, Tracy, obviously, I'll be there. I don't know. Ryan, are you making it this round? Yes. I'll be there. Jerry and Dave have tours at the Manor House, so they won't be joining us. And I believe Mr. Savage yeah. is still debating. Yeah. Are you going, Jerry? Uh, yeah. I thought you guys were doing Manor House that night. You're going to leave Dave alone? I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Or he'll be all right. Oh, okay. Look <laughs> <laughs> on your face. It's like it's classic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You ran off and joined Virginia Paranormal Occurrences. That's the thing. Wow. Oh, crop. That's fired. I did not fuck crop. Oh, my God. <laughs> And Mr. Stevens will be joining us. Actually, I think John Stevens there was the first one to buy a ticket. And and if he is, he wins the five thousand dollar drawing money. I would I, I would have bought a ticket for five thousand dollars. Damn. 
get online right now. First ticket's already been bought, and and there was no drawing money anyway. <laughs> Monopoly money. Here you go. And Becky says, I don't understand why her parents allowed this. They knew what was happening. Her brother is out of jail now. Yeah, and you know, I can't comment no, really to can't. that, Becky, because I don't know if the parents knew what was happening. I don't know if anything was happening. Um, you know, we we have. Nothing to substantiate that. Obviously, mm -hmm. I haven't sat down with him and, and, and reviewed him. Um, and I haven't gotten into that line of questioning with Melissa yet because I don't want to – I don't know how it would be perceived. I know she is there. I know her spirit is there because I have a Class A EVP when I ask specifically, Melissa, are you with us, sweetheart? And I got a – young female voice back that said, I'm with you. So, but I, I don't know that her parents knew what was happening, if mm -hmm. anything. Uh, and yes, he is out of jail now. He was paroled um, May of 2019. I will say the teachers, when when Melissa wasn't, didn't, wasn't at school, the teachers it's like they knew something was wrong. It's like, um, you know, most people, they when someone doesn't come in, they're like, oh, they're sick. But apparently the teachers, according to Melissa's friend, apparently the teachers were, um, there, there, there were whispers amongst the teachers that something had happened, that something was, something was wrong. And this is before they even knew for sure what had happened, that there was just, they just knew something bad had happened to her. And uh, so I don't know if she maybe she'd had bruises and stuff that people had noticed before, teachers had noticed. Um, but there is just just that day that she said it just felt off. Like teachers were worried about her before they even knew what actually had happened to her. Hmm. Now, there are so many questions yeah. that, you know, will probably never get answered. Right. I mean, I, I would think that if something was happening prior to this, her, she would have probably told her friend. Yeah. But how much would her friend actually say this is what happened? Yeah, yeah I know. I don't, I don't know because, like, I, I think she – I think I really think she started feeling uncomfortable about talking yeah. about her and, like – I wasn't going to go down that road. I guess I was more, I guess I was going to talk about more her, of her as a person. Yeah. Um, but I, it, we, I said, to, because we, we, we had talked to her about it and at the cabin, and mm -hmm. she did say that they could see the the, um, the caution tape from her, from the from the field where they had gym class, and they and they had the counselors there to talk, to talk to people and stuff, and talk to the kids and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, something like this happens every day here in this world. Yeah. And there's no, unfortunately, yeah, and there's no real answer, no rhyme or reason why bad things happen to the innocent. This is one that, you know, 
that has no personal bearing on any of us, but I think Ryan and I have spent six years investigating that location and have formed friendships that will last a lifetime because of what happened to this young lady. And it's, it's kind of our way of keeping her memory alive. I mean, she's the reason why, you know, I, we, we, like you said, we, we have the cabin on 360. Um, without that story, I don't know any reason why we would go even go out there because, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just uh, an, empty, an empty building. I wouldn't have any reason. Oh, that must be haunted. There, we have a lot of properties that my, my, my grandfather owned, my dad runs, you know, that, that just sit there empty that I have no desire to go investigate. You know, just the, we, just the fact that my dad happened to be the one who got the phone call or the fact that, you know, you know she, was, she was killed and that's the whole reason why we're out there. So, we, you know, we, we go out there, we investigate, we do all these events um, because of her. I met Angie out there. You know, my son is here because pretty much because of her because I, I don't have had this. If I would have even been been a thing if we hadn't gone out there, you know, but in friendships, you know, we've had like, uh, Jerry, you know, all, all of you, you know, are for us, for me anyways, because, because of the cabin and the friendships and the family we've, we've forged is all because of her you know, all the stuff, the money yeah. we've given to charity and stuff, all the events we have is all true. because of her. Yeah. Very true. You know, so, She's doing a lot. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't start going out there to investigate, quote unquote, because this 12-year-old girl was murdered. We went out there because we knew there had been a murder. We didn't know any details. We didn't know yeah. the victim's age. We didn't know the perpetrator's age. We didn't know any of that information at all. We just knew there had been a murder in that house. That was the extent of our knowledge. Um, through further digging and then interviewing detectives or deputies, uh, Hanover Sheriff deputies, then we got to find out the actual story. So it wasn't that we started to investigate out there because we knew this 12-year-old girl had been raped and murdered. We started to investigate out there because we knew a murder had taken place there. And, yeah. it, was, and it was sitting empty. I honestly thought she was like 18. I didn't know idea she was that young. In my head, I was like, well, she, you know, I thought she was a lot older than she was. But I knew, it, well, I knew it wasn't an adult. I knew it was a younger woman. But, you know, through research, from Dennis doing all this research and uh, some friends of ours finally figured out, you know, who she was. And so and that brings me to a good point as far as the paranormal. One of the first things that you should be doing on any location, do some research. Yeah. Find out who's there. Yeah. Find out, A, who you could potentially interact with. Um, you know, it may be a child. It may be, um, you know, soldiers. It may be natives. But if you don't research a location, you're not doing your due diligence. And not just that that structure, 
search the land because aside from Melissa being murdered in that in that structure through further research and everything else we discovered uh, a ton of Civil War battles on that property and, and casualties during that but if you're not doing research on property on a location on the area you're not doing your due diligence yeah like I, I had no idea that uh, the Battle of Bethesda Church had taken place on that property or you know, they, they, or even the capital was active as well when we started going out there um, uh, John Harris had come come by with his metal detector wanting to wanting to uh, metal detect in the woods. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, you know. But didn't, didn't know there was anything back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, once you figure out where you if you're where you're investigating, if you learn a history of the land, you know, it's you get a lot more opportunity to speak with the spirits that are out there. Um, and uh, you can ask a little more targeted question. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to go to a Civil War location and ask them about auto manufacturing because they don't know what the hell you're talking about. But if you're not doing your yeah. research, then you're asking questions that may not pertain to those that are there, and they're going to go, what the hell is he talking about? Well, this is a car that he keeps talking about. But there also, aren't there, like, different, you know, there are also different levels, like when you're out out of the cabin, it's not just Civil War spirits we're talking to. We're talking to, like, spirits from all different times, well, time zones, but that's what wasn't, you know. That goes with uh, virtually any location. I mean, you go to, like, St. Albans Sanatorium, you're not talking to just the boys that were there when it was a boys' school. Yeah. You know, there's all those layers of the location that, if you haven't done research, you've heard this much of, mm -hmm. and there's this much that needs to be researched, and and all those different layers. The paranormal field ties into history so drastically that if you're not digging into history, you're not really getting into the paranormal field. You're a thrill seeker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Actual investigating is a really small part of the investigation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, of course, now we've been doing the cabin for six years, but for the first year, I probably spent more in the courthouse and in the library than I actually spent investigating because I wanted to know what was there, what could be there, who could potentially be there. You know, and now I've got it back to Native times, so I know that tribal land wasn't far from there mm -hmm. and you know they probably were on that land uh, hunting and, and gathering but yeah it, it, it there, there's so many things that so many people overlook you know even though we focus a good portion of our investigation towards Melissa and trying to find answers and trying to Yes, 
make sense of what happened to such a beautiful young life that was cut short. There's so much other that we can focus on, too, and we do. You know, we've had the Civil War soldiers spotted. We've had other uh, spirits sighted. You know, the old man that I drew a weapon on didn't have anything to do with Melissa's life, death, or anything in between. And he wasn't even Civil War, I don't think. I'm not sure who the hell he was. I can't find anything that tells me. So do your research. It makes everything so much more fun. Yeah, I think when we go out there, for for me anyways, it's not more about just letting them know that we know they're there and we um, acknowledge them and have them they want anything to talk to us about, let them, they're there. They, not really anybody talking to them during the, the whole time that nobody's there. So we're here to talk to you. If you have anything to say to us, you know, now's your chance type of thing. Um, for us, I guess it's just acknowledging that they're there and trying to learn more about them if they're willing to talk. But Give them they, open mind. Yeah. yeah. Here's your chance to say something. Find out if they're a Yankee, a damn Yankee, or, you know, John Savage. John Savage, are you here with me right now? She's about to get Savage. Here we go. Gotta take a look at It comes naturally. What can I say? That's okay. If I didn't like you... Here's a good rule of thumb. If I don't like you, I'm not going to pick on you. If I don't like somebody, you'll know. I can look right through them and not even acknowledge their existence. But if I pick on you, it's a good sign I like you. And those that know me know that's the damn truth. Yeah. We must really love you, Jerry. That's what you get. See? See, Dennis sent you that. Directly. It looks like the stick might have stayed upright. (laughs) (laughs) No stick. (laughs) I think I need a new chair. If the stick had stayed upright, it wouldn't be a chair you would need. <laughs> a proctologist. Oh, my God. I'll just leave it here for tonight. The short one. <laughs> the look on your face was priceless, though. That's why I said it looked like the stick may have stayed vertical. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, all right, where else do we take this conversation? Ryan. I don't even know. That was, was, my, was my show, the the, uh, the memorial for Melissa. That's about, without having uh, her friend talk about what I want to talk about, I just kind of, y'all going to do the two-hour things out there? I haven't. I haven't really.
I got time. Yeah, it's uh, tough. As much as I would like to, I, I don't have time. The logistics on it's a nightmare, as you well know. Um, you know, you've got that already in place. I have to throw it in place, and I am like this work, so it's just not going to work out. So no, this year I will not be doing the uh, two-hour tours and mini investigations. It's tough getting people to come out. Um, you know, for it's you know it's hard to get people to come out for an investigation. We give them a month to prepare for. Uh, having having people come out more than once a week, it's it, it's tough because you know, people got jobs and stuff and. You know, a lot of people don't come from right around the corner. Like Dennis, he comes from all the way from freaking Hopewell. And so that's a, that's a hike. And then, you know, it's just like he said, it's just hard to get, get it set up. Yeah, we've um, got team members out in Gloucester. I've got team members in Petersburg. We've got team members in... Got them out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're just too far away. Maybe sometime. It just doesn't work for us. Um, the logistics on it is a nightmare. They're a blast to do because you get so many different and new people coming through that you know have never heard the story. They have no clue about Melissa. They have no clue about this 12-year-old girl whose life was cut tragically short. And they have no idea about paranormal investigation, period. Right. Um, and sadly, you end up with a lot of people that are just thrill-seeking. You know, they think it's the traditional jump scare uh, haunted house, and that's not what we're about. Right. You know, and I, I tell people with virtually every investigation, I have to tell people, this is not a jump scare. If that's what you're looking for, go to King's Dominion, go to Bush Gardens. We're not playing that game. We are here just to let the do what spirit's going to do. Yeah. And some people have issue with that. They're like, oh, well, that's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Peace out, then. Yeah. Well, that's, that's because of uh, TikTok and YouTube and everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can go on TikTok and look at, you know, my ghost hunt. You know, see dude get the crap scared out of him from, you know, the neighbor's cat jumped in the window or whatever, and all of a sudden it's great paranormal activity. No, it's a cat, you asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I'm supposed to sugarcoat things. Be a kindler, gentler demon. Asshole. <laughs> Be a kindler, gentler asshole. <laughs> then it's a kindler, gentler demon. Yes, yes. Or as Ronnie says, God, you son of a... What the hell is up? Fuck you up. Ronnie said they'd love to do the events here, but no one will let us, and it's usually a two-and-a-half-hour drive to our favorite places. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I refrain from calling, trying, trying to call the cabin a haunted location or a haunt, because that's what I'm afraid people will, will look at it as a haunt, not a haunted location. But it a haunt, which right. I feel like King's Dominion, you know, places mm -hmm. like that, but haunted... People overlook the ED at the end of the uh, word. They're like, oh, people are going to jump out at me? No. And yeah, we were going to do a, a, a trail 
of like a haunted trail for our Valentine's Day event a few years ago, but COVID uh, stopped yeah. that. Yeah, COVID screwed that one up. We had that all set up too. That would have been awesome. I swear, we we would have had a line of cars all the way down the Kingsville Turnpike. Oh yeah, COVID stopped that one. That was a cool idea though, but oh my God, the logistics that we put into it. We teamed up with uh, Jesse and had his people ready to come in and back us up. Yeah, like a, we could get a food truck out there and. What might have been, they had snow, too, on top of it. We had an ice storm. We yeah. that weekend, so it was, it was, uh, it was cursed pretty much from the, from the get-go. Maybe the spiritual, like, saying, maybe, you know, maybe you don't want, maybe you want that to happen. But that's what I was just thinking. Maybe spirit had a play in that. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. supposed to happen? Yeah. We'll blame the ghost of, on the, from the cabin on 360 for COVID. COVID. Sorry, guys. Our bad. Sorry. Right? Well, that's like you. Many people know right now there is a contract on the property. and I have asked Spirit to step in and, and <clears throat> interrupt that process. And it is dragging on forever and a day. Spirit does have a hand in it. Who knows? I hope so, but don't, don't, don't do COVID again. You know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need COVID again. No. We don't want to go that far. Mm-mm. But uh, I do want to throw uh, kudos out to Daniel. Uh, he's been to the cabin a few times and just bought a property in Gettysburg. Uh, wants to make it a different themed bed and breakfast, so good luck to you, brother. Uh, I'll definitely make my way up to Gettysburg and check that one out. The pictures that he posted... Uh, looks like it's a, a beautiful place. So I might have to go to Gettysburg some weekend and go check out his new house when he gets keys. Nice. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy who came from uh, Texas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he was looking at buying a, a house in North Carolina. Some historic or preservation society or some bullshit. What is wrong with this? I can't move my chair because my throw rug was all wadded up. So I'm trying to move and get myself comfortable here. It's not working. But I've got hardwood floors, so I have to keep a rug under the damn chair. Otherwise, it screws up my hardwoods. But, yeah, he... This uh, historic society or whatever, the, the house in North Carolina had been donated to them. Um, they didn't want to sell it because it wasn't going to be a primary residence. What, what business is it of yours, what happens with it? You sell it, he wanted to fully refurbish the <laughs> but they wanted to keep their fingers in it and in their like contract bits, they were trying to dictate what got done with the property. And it's like, I buy it, it's mine. You're not my neighborhood association. You can't dictate what I do with it. Hmm. Which is why I refuse to live in an associated neighborhood. Right. 
Savage. You look like you're deep in thought, sir. What's going on in that little Yankee brain of yours? Just watching uh, something on, on the telly here. Uh, <laughs> so, I was just, just a little news call that Ian Musk just bought Twitter, so. Oh, well, maybe he can improve it. Give Donald Trump back his account because some of that was some funny shit. Yeah. Give CNN something to talk about at least. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thirteen so minutes. You, I was watching um Austin uh was it what's the name of that group? Um, the group that came out to the manor house a couple we couple forgot exploration. Not an exploration. They 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 have your your show coming up and at the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of uh, how was their investigation out there? It was really good. They, we heard a bunch of knocks, of course, but mm-hmm. but they're they're a great group, and I, I believe they probably got some stuff. I didn't I didn't do a whole lot of recording because it was their investigation. I believe they got some stuff. They learned some stuff. That's where to see what they got. Yeah, they've got like a like a, I guess a, a block of episodes coming out at the end of uh, October. I've got them coming mm-hmm. on the show the day after on on the 16th. Um, but they're like they get the last two episodes are at the cabin, probably the most messed up location they've ever been to, and they've been to a lot of. Yeah. It was off the chart just doing the tour with them. Yeah. So, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they got at your place at the manor house, too, because they were talking about how, how much fun they had there, too. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing what they what they got out there. Yeah. It was pretty, it was a pretty active night. Yeah. Are there certain nights that are more active than others? Do you, do you, like, well, I think the storm stirred all that up. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that Friday night, it was windy. That it had a tree blow down. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We just it was just really active that night. Now, whether they got anything on recording, I don't know. But during their EVP sessions, you heard quite a bit. It's interesting to see what what, the, what they've come up with, or yeah. to see what they what they get down uh, at the cabin, uh, because I, you know, I've talked to them about. It. They said that night was just completely blew their mind. So, did I did I see a picture somewhere or a video somewhere of somebody that took a picture? I guess it was down in the basement at the rancher. Is that a new post? I know I've seen something today. I put a post up on my on my TikTok about uh, Dennis was talking to Ryan Buell about the, the creature that, that was captured on okay. the clear okay. back a few years ago. And Dennis was like, what's this? And then we always captured this little guy. And then I cut the video off and put the picture of that, that was of the clear. That okay. Was a while ago. Okay. I thought that was something. I thought it was new. Okay. That was interesting looking. 
Mm-hmm. Is that the same one that Dennis you had on your phone where he looks like the predator? One that's like Bobby. That's the same one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I got you. Yeah, it's that's the same. Um, which I've had him described to me before from individuals that I haven't shown that picture to, which I find interesting. But you know, somebody else has seen this creature that hasn't seen the photograph or the drawing. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely something there. We've had far too many occurrences to not believe that there is something of a dark nature there. Oh, yeah. Kills batteries and everything. Shit. And intelligent at the same time. Yeah. Very intelligent. And not polite. Not polite, but, you know, I mean, when we were down there with Vanessa Hogle, I think it was, I forgot what device we were using but we asked it to just specifically cut on a green light and it did what it asked you to do when you asked it to cut it off it cut it off when we asked it to cut it back on and that's all documented on Facebook we got it all on, on Facebook live or I might even have it on YouTube so yeah Yeah, there's, there's been some crazy shit happen there I think Mr. Stevens encountered you know numerous oddities there well John Sullivan captured a EVP that kind of shook me to my core. Uh, they asked, um, why did you, or are you the one that caused Randy to do what he did or something along those lines? I forget exactly what the question was. But on his recorder, he's got a clear, I put him on a war path. Mm -hmm. like, like, holy shit. I wish I could. I wish I could hear that again. Cause that, that's yeah. It was definitely one of those ones you're like, holy crap! That was clear as day. Does he have the? Does he have the recording? He does, and yeah. I'm going to ask him to uh, upload it to the cabin page. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd want to hear that. What happened to John yeah. Savage? There you. Go. Oh. oh crap! No. Oh, maybe Savage is gone. John Stevens said he was there that night. I think the internet kicked him off. Do what? I said maybe his internet, because I saw the little dial yeah, thing spinning. The little buffering yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah Stevens I remember, was there the night that Sullivan captured that I had put him on a war path, and we were all pretty much blown out of the water. Yeah. I remember listening to the playback, and it was one of those recorders where it takes gets rid of the... the, the um, the noise, like the, mm -hmm. the white noise, whatever, like that space. And now I just hear, I remember hearing him talking, ask question after question after question after question. I'm like, damn, let him respond. It's like, how, how are they going to respond if he can't give him a chance to, uh, chance to answer back? But then they realized that it wasn't, it was a recorder doing that. Um, you know, it wasn't him just asking questions over and over again without giving him a chance. Yeah, when you first play with that DR60 or first listen to it, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. But it takes dead space out, which you is can do that on your, You can do it on your phone now. You can, you can, there you, you can are. make it so the dead space is taken out you edit when you edit the, edit the recording. Welcome back, Mr. Savage. Hello. 
Yeah, it just glitched out. Yeah, like it was, yeah, that's what I thought. You well, it was internet or something messed it up. Yeah, weird. Because I saw it. Ronnie just posted, Shayla just watched the video from the basement where you told me to tell her that you were in the basement during the Estes method and saw her response. Yeah, they were doing an Estes method. And Shayla was wearing the headset, so she can't hear what's being said or asked or anything else. Uh, and she reacted to him telling Spirit or whoever was responding that I was there, and you could see Shayla react to it. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was, I don't remember exactly. Uh, Ronnie, what was her response? I know when Ryan Duell was there, as soon as I walked in the house, he was doing Estes Method in the basement. And he said the party's over, and when the guest asked him why, why is the party over? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the guest asked him why is the party over, and he said Ryan's response through the Estes through Spirit Box was he's here. When they asked who's here, um, he said asshole. Hmm. And with Shayla, as soon as they said um, Dennis is here now, what do you want to say it? Shayla just, and it was the first vulgarity that she had said, if I'm not mistaken, but just instantly was, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's there. always that with when it comes to asking them questions about you. Well, shit, party's over. Dennis is here. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know. The only thing, and I'm not patting myself on the back or anything, don't get me wrong, but the only thing I can think is that response that Ryan got on Spirit Box when he asked, who are you afraid of, and it replied with my name. I think that is, I think that is why it is so negative when I get there, because it's afraid of me. And I don't, I don't fully understand why. Because you're an asshole. Um, I mean, yes, I have abilities, and I'm pretty damn strong in them, and I think those know me can vouch for that. But at the same time, if this thing is a demonic, why is it afraid of me? That's what I don't understand. Send them away. That's why. But I mean, I, I thought you had to be like cleared by the Vatican to do exorcism. I think that you could send them away. You're there, you're just a bigger asshole than You're they a are. bigger asshole, so you're able to do that. Bigger assholes think, can do stuff like that. I think Dave's got a point there. Yeah. I out-assholed them. That's right. <laughs> Respect the king. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I've wondered numerous times why, and I mean, Ryan will tell you, I, I am not immune to that thing screwing with me. It has screwed with me in the past. Uh-oh. The British bitch is going to throw us the fuck off the air. <laughs> she is. Ronnie, I would never ban you. I said you were close. 
walking that thin line. <laughs> I love Ronnie. He's such good people. I wouldn't ban him. You have less than one minute. Jerry and I will be back here next week. Or David, David too, for uh, Jerry's birthday celebration. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a blast. Thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you. Weeks in a row, man. Yeah, we're going for punishment. <laughs> understand why? There's something fucked up with these people. Blog talk is going to cut us off. Look me up. I'm Dennis Astlock on Facebook. Find my team, Commonwealth Researchers of the Paranormal. Find my location where I run with Ryan at Cabin on 360. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Have a blessed night, and I'm done. Thank you. See you guys later. See you next week for Libra Palooza. Yep, that works. Good night. Nice. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Gonna get us. All right. Y'all have a great night. Adios. Oh wait, I gotta end. I gotta end the whole thing.